Hey, hey, fellow Christian, this is Mike Sabonic, your host for our podcast, Christian Warrior Academy, training Christians for life's battles. Our mission is to bring you biblical scriptures and proven self-defense techniques that glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, our God. Mark's tough love approach will empower you with truth to help you train body, mind, and spirit. But warning, this type of approach may not be for everyone, and that's okay. So welcome, fellow believer. I bring you my mentor, Mark Griesbach. He has impacted the lives of so many at his school, like mine, and now he's here to share his wisdom with you. So let's get started. All right. Hello and welcome, Christian Warriors, to listening in on another conversation with instructor Mark Griesbach. Mark, again, welcome, and uh, thank you for being on the phone with me again this week. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. My pleasure. Oh, great. Well, you know what's coming up this week, Mark? We have a special day set aside to, uh, to talk about Father's Day. So, Mark, just to jump right into it, what, what is like a, for us, like a Christian warrior's way of thinking or looking at a day like Father's Day? Oh, this is a great example of having a day and what does it mean to us. I had a teacher a long time ago say, uh, you know, honor your, honor your father and your mother, you know, because uh, they brought life you know, if you didn't have them, you wouldn't be around. But this is one of the things that there's a, a promise by God. Of course, it's Old Testament. I mean, it blows away. Uh, you should do away with the Old Testament. It's just new. No, in Exodus 20, that honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God has given thee. All right, so if you honor them, you'll be blessed by God. All right, a promise by God. But you think of it nowadays, how... It's an evil generation we're around that people are just going around and breeding and they're having offsprings and they're not a father, they're not a mother. Uh, there's abortions going on, sometimes pushed by the father or the parents, either one, and an abomination by God's standards. So I also talk to a lot of students that, why should I honor my mom or my dad? All I remember is them being drunk, fighting, <clears throat> they didn't love me. I was in the way. Uh, if it wasn't for uh, the schools feeding me, you know, I wasn't going to eat anything. The neighbors were taking care of me. My grandparents were taking care of me. You know, there was no real uh, nurturing or growing up in a lot of families. So what is a real father? A real father, when God gives you someone, even people around you or what year we're living in history, that were to blossom where we're planted. Now, when God gives you a child, and you can look at any animal, that when the babies are little, they nurture them. And you look at a baby human being, how sweet. It says in the scriptures that even the murderer can love his child. That kind of love is pure physical love, a pure just by instinct kind of love. If you have that, nowadays that may not be it. And then what's happening nowadays and for a long time now that the father and the mother, but the father gives up the responsibilities of being a father, teaching, training, you know, train the child in the way he should go, you know, his child. And when he's old, he shall not depart from it. You know, guys that are plumbers, that their kids become plumbers, a farmer become farmers, and, you know, you raise hogs, you raise hogs. Or if you flew an airplane, your kids maybe going to fly an airplane. If that kid's around you, when you look around, if you're a father, that the kid's always around you, wanting to do things like you, 
maybe dress up like you, and they look up to you for the truth. And with society, what do we do? We have Santa Claus. We have the Easter Bunny. Or put your uh, tooth underneath the pillow, you know, for the tooth fairy. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff in there that's uh, confusing. When Remember, we taught that confusion and bitterness is a good sign of evil coming in. Now, if a father is going to give up teaching, how do you do that? Well, we give it to our public schools, and they're the teachers, they're professionals, and they'll maybe teach some things that are good, but then whatever that person that's teaching, they're looking up to them, and you say, look up to your teacher, and they fill them up so full of nonsense, and society says, and if you want to sell something especially, don't speak politics, don't speak religion, because those things are always going to bring up debates. We don't even know how to talk to each other if you're around a campfire that you listen to people start bringing up anything that just happened to them in religion, and there's a debate. They can't even talk about it decent. Those uh, abilities or those niceties that should be cultured along are being lost more and more. So as a Christian warrior, a father, what should you be doing? Well, you know in... uh, (laughs) that you got to have what happens for eternity. In Revelation 14, 12, and 13, it says a good work shall follow us in eternity. Oh, but Ephesians 2, 8, you know that, not, that we aren't <laughs> saved by works. No, I'm talking about salvation isn't by works. But your good works shall follow you through eternity. Imagine this. Uh, say like my father didn't cuss. I see him in heaven. Oh, thank you, Dad. I picked up that, you know, from you that I don't cuss, and I know that pleases the Lord. Imagine walking around eternity forever, and you bump in to the one, or many, hopefully, that you brought to the Lord. The first ones you can bring to the Lord are your children when they're young. You teach them on how to do things that are pleasing to the Father. I remember kneeling down at my bed late one night, going to bed, and I knelt down by the bed and I was praying. And I looked up, and across from me on the bed were two of my grandkids, you know, five years old. They're kneeling down on the other side of the bed. Talk about blessing my heart, you know, that they picked up a trait of, you know, kneeling down to the Lord, humiliating, humbling, humble yourself before the Lord. All those scriptures come into to that. I had a teacher tell me when I was young, and we talk about being a father, that so many people now, it's, um, is it lust? You know, you're just satisfying a sex thing. Um, she said that love is a gift from God. All the actions, all the things that you can feel around loving your mate are just a touch of heaven. And that stuck with me. It's something that's supposed to be special for the one, you know, to get past the sins of, uh, of, of lust and all the things that you can do that uh, aren't pleasing to the Lord. So if we go on with uh, Revelation 14, 12, 13, all your good works shall follow you through eternity. So you keep seeing the people that you witness to. That's following you through eternity. What a wonderful thing to follow you. It also says the patience of the saints is this. They keep the commandments and the faith of Jesus Christ. Now there, that's way in the New Testament. So you're going to say get rid of the Old Testament? No. Keep the commandments and the faith of Jesus Christ. 
So you're going to have something that's going to be forever that makes you a saint right standing before the Lord so that patience of the saints is the um, forever sticking to it, never giving up, that they will always, always hold up Jesus Christ, their standard. They will always do all that they can, repent of sinning, get out of it, try to get away from it. You know, so a father, if they can go along, and we teach uh, the 316s, the three three sixteens, something so simple, but if you can get this into a kid or into anyone that their eyes are open, one is First um, Timothy 3.16, God manifests himself in the flesh in Jesus Christ. So you'll never have the question of, well, is Jesus Christ God? I mean, how many times have we all heard that? Well, there's your answer. And you can read all of John. You got the answer right there. So just one little 3.16, another 3.16, Second Timothy 3.16, all scriptures inspired by God, good for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, that the man of God may be fully furnished unto all righteousness. So is the word of God Worthy of something? Yeah, look at all that. And so you're going to get into the Word, just bury yourself, immerse yourself in the Word so that you can feed on it and use it as an example. And then the other 316, which we know, everyone should know, they probably heard it and they probably scoff at it all the time. John 316, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life. It goes on all the way to 18 that those who do not believe in Jesus Christ shall not have eternal life. So is there any question? You just have the 316s put into someone. There's no question what's going to go on. And you can go on to Galatians 5.22. It talks about teaching humility, to be humble before the Lord, temperance. All right, so you're not going to drink a lot. You're not going to smoke a lot. You're not going to have too many gummy bears. All right, not seeking vain glory. So you're not going to raise yourself up as some prideful son of a gun. Not envying what other people have, like people running around now. They're rich. I deserve it. I'm going to take it. That's mine. They don't deserve it. And you go tear into that stuff. And to not provoke, to go out there and challenge and to fight. That's why we have to learn how to fight for defense. And this is also defense for the world that you give to your child. Are you a father or a grandfather that is training the child in the way he should go? Look at the what's, what's happening now where people are um, protesting. I just had this noon um, a lady say that to protest in peace gives me the right to cause violence and to burn buildings and to attack the police. I, I said, where do you get that? Oh, it's in the Constitution. Talk about putting false things into the Constitution. Who taught her that? How'd that falsehood get going? All right, another big one. I mentioned the kids were kneeling down praying. Have you taught the kids around you to pray? Remember, you put on the armor of God in Ephesians 6 that you're going to have all this strength for defense, and one of them in there is pray. Has your family been trained how to pray? Have they heard how to pray? Do they know how to pray if someone asked them to pray? If someone says, pray for me, would they know how? Or are they going to just sit down and say some memorized prayer that they learned from a, a church and it's a practice, um, which God hates that um, repetitive prayer. So you're going to learn how to talk to God by watching seeing your grandpa, your father, talk to God. So the responsibility that you have as a father, it's almost you earn the right to be the true sense of a father. 
not just because you sired someone, now I'm a father and they should honor me. It could be you're at fault for causing them to lose their soul. Take it to that way. Yeah. Step up and provide. That's what that's what the fathers do, right? Am I am I interpreting that right? Oh yeah. People are sending their kids off to uh, a parochial school at times, or just uh, some teacher that they say is really religious, or different churches, and they're expecting everything that is their job to do is being done for them. And frankly, being latter days, there's very few talented, good, called by God ministers. Now, there's a thing to put in here that why should every father be um, so important for all these kids? Because we're all different and the same, like, does everyone respond to Billy the way Billy Graham presents things? No. Does everyone respond to another uh, fire and brimstone teacher? No. It's all, everything in between, everything around and above. So every way that the scriptures can be um, presented with you presenting it, might reach someone else that could never be reached. That it has to be a way that they go, oh, now I see. And they take the blinders off and they can see. They take off, they can hear. They can understand the word and they want to get into it more. And their faith builds up that when it goes down to the next generation, they're going to be a good dad, a good father, a real father. And God says, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah, I love it. Like you said, and there yeah, different flavors for different people, but um and and I love it. Thanks for bringing that up again on on Father's Day as God our Father setting an example for us through his son. I mean, that's that's just like you said. What I love about all these is it's our words are supposed to drive our listeners back into the word to do their own research so they don't fall prey to what others are just saying out there. And so Mark, do you have any closing comments about about that or for fathers that um like a lot of people, I think they miss when we're going through our conversations. The whole purpose is to drive us back in the Word so we have it. Like you said, so that when we're standing there by God and no one else is around, he says to you, good and faithful servant, right? Um, right. Is there anything closing that we want to say sure. to, to fathers like that? If we got time yet, I would say yesterday I was with um, 15 canine units, and they had their dogs along in their vehicles. I, I was different times with canine units, and showed, they showed me what they could do. And when you get by, and I, I've owned a, a pet wolf. When they are coming at you, they are coming now, and I'm over 200 pounds, and they'll grab me by the arm, just throw me down like I'm a rag. And then you've got to protect where they're going to chomp down on you. And they could actually pick me up by my heel and drag me back to whoever's calling the shots. You know, and I'm not a late guy. You know, and away I go. You know, the power, and the scriptures say Satan comes as a ravenous dog, as a wolf. So when they come and they see a chink in our armor, that uh, pick us in that or weakness you have. A friend of mine oh, that we know, he loves gummy bears. He can't stop losing, can't, can't lose weight for nothing. He can't stop eating. I said, oh, don't you have the favorite ones? Yeah. Don't you throw them away? Start there. Oh, no, no. Eat them so they're out of the way. Then you get to the ones you like. You know, that he's just going to eat gummy bears. All right, so you got a sin, and like a, a wolf coming at you, he sees where that chink is. And so this guy has gummy bear addiction. And I know another one that you and I know is Little Debbie's. He had to show me what Little Debbie's were. Addiction. And these aren't things that you say, well, is that a big sin? 
Well, onto the flesh it is. It hurts them. You know, so they, they lose, can lose weight and they're going to get all these sicknesses. You know, that what is your sin? might be a little more, what is it, sex? So it could be with lying, could be with money, could be all kinds of different little things. And your child's going to have this. Your father, your child's going to be facing this stuff. And that ravenous dog is going to come at him. Now, if you think of it more that way, that your kid's going to be attacked by a wolf, once you're prepared, give them the, the way to fight. Uh, a stinking canine unit coming at you, if you don't have the right weapon, uh, and I see them coming, prepared, and they're fast, and now you've got to react by instinct, I mean, you are in trouble. There is no one that can take that away. I don't care if you even do have your gun out. It's going to be pretty, pretty rough for you to win. And then they're late for their funeral that they may take you down even while they're dying. That's Satan, and Satan's going to attack your child. So being a father isn't so much you're just going out earning a living for him. You're training him up as he would go to fight the ravenous dog, the wolf. And I would say that, wow. pray. Yeah, that puts the meat on it. All right, Mark, that really brings it home. Thanks so much for sharing today. Like you said, that's, that analogy right there um, hopefully really settles with people and, and gets them to think. So, well, happy Father's Day to you and all the fathers, listeners, grandfathers, uncles, Anyone, Father Figures out there, thank you for tuning in and listening. And uh, now that we have a lot to think about and to pray. So thank you. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Have a great day and God bless. God bless you. Wow. Wow. What a great conversational episode with Mark of the Christian Warriors Academy. My hope is that you learn something new or maybe reinforce something you already knew so that you are better prepared for the trials and the tests of this life. We hope that our message resonated with you and gives you ammo to have the mindset of a warrior with the heart of God. So head on over to our website. Get access to tons of free member studies at www.com christianwarrioracademy.com So this is Mike and Mark on behalf of us. Remember, Warrior, until next time, study up and train hard. God bless.